Hello, everybody, and welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Glad to have all of you here with us on this action-packed show here tonight. Some reports early indicate that the Bears have two suitors for their first overall pick. We will discuss and explain why they should be giving up a King's Ransom for that slot. As we talked about before, we'll discuss it more in detail coming up. David Montgomery says he still wants to be a Bear, but the question is, will the price be right? We will discuss Major League Baseball has become little Major League Baseball. I'll tell you all about that later on. Plus, the Bulls made no moves at the trade deadline, and I think Arturis Karnaschobis is just a new reiteration of Garpax. Thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at John Z Sports, Instagram John Z Sports, and Facebook John Z We are live everywhere, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. All at Sports Talk Chicago. If you're consuming us and watching us tonight on YouTube, we'd really appreciate a thumbs up, appreciate a comment, and a subscription on the road to 20,000 subscribers. I appreciate all that you guys do. Live chat is open, too, so make sure you comment in there. John Meadows tonight directing and producing, doing everything behind the scenes, and we are presented by our great sponsor, as always, Amish Country Farms. For the best Amish food in all of the Chicagoland area, imports weekly from the Amish of northern Indiana. Help out a family farm and help out real food coming to you straight from the Amish. It's Amish Country Farms. Tell them Sports Talk Chicago sent you. Feel free to visit them in Orland Park today. I want to start today with this. Value, as we see it, all depends on circumstances and situation. Give you a great example of this, and many of you men out there, married men, probably know what I'm going to be talking about. The diamond industry is a complete monopoly. (laughs) The beers monopolized it way back in the 1930s. They put out marketing to suggest that you need to put in three months' salary in order to buy a wedding ring. But what is a diamond? At the end of the day, it's a piece of rock. (laughs) It means nothing. What matters behind it is the marketing and, of course, the rarity that it is because it's all cooped up by one company. There's value there. Not necessarily because it's something really nice, it's a big hot commodity, but because of the circumstances and the situation surrounding it. Well, it's a lot of money to get a diamond ring, especially these days. There's a reason why. The number one overall pick in the NFL as of late and even throughout generations has not always produced the best player in a draft. How many busts have we seen and talked about over the years? How many guys were the number one overall pick and just didn't live up to their expectations? Weren't necessarily busts, but weren't superstars either. Baker Mayfield, maybe. There's one. Ryan Leaf was a total bust. Jarakus Russell, another bust. We could go on and on and on and go through the list. But the point is, there's that possibility that you might get it right. There are a couple of number one overall picks that do make it big, that do make something happen, that change franchises. So there's intrigue. Got that covered. (laughs) The marketing aspect. But the other question is the neediness, (laughs) the opportunity that comes along with it. Which teams are going to be needy enough to move up to take that number one overall pick, which teams are willing to give up whatever it takes to get that top spot because they know if they get it, they're going to draft a quarterback and make a big franchise-altering decision. There's the circumstance and the situation. That number one overall pick is worth way more to Indianapolis or Houston than Green Bay or Vegas, even. Los Angeles, the two teams there. 
It's not because the pick is different or something's different with the pick. The pick itself has not changed. But what's changed is the team's neediness, the circumstances, the value that comes with the number one overall pick. So I saw this report this morning, and it made me think of all this stuff. Uh, Colts owner Jim Irsay has come out, and he said that he wants to trade up for a quarterback. According to Albert Breer, Colts owner Jim Irsay may have tipped his team's hand saying Indy favored an offensive coach, knowing we're going to have to find a young QB to develop. Indy's got the fourth pick. Asked if there's a QB at the top of the draft they want, would he give up heaven and earth to trade up and get him? And Ballard said, yes, I do whatever it takes. That was the GM. Colts are going to be all in. And now a new report came out late, actually only a few hours ago, saying that the Texans indeed want a quarterback with that number two overall pick. They are targeting a quarterback. So we got two teams. Within the top five, we want a quarterback. And the team that has that number one overall pick doesn't need a quarterback and is willing to listen to offers to make a deal and make a trade. See what I'm getting at here? See what I mean? <laughs> the Bears are De Beers. <laughs> they have a monopoly in that number one overall pick. They can command the world for that pick, and some team, some sucker, is going to be willing to pay so much for it. And it's up to the Bears to make the right move. And for Ryan Poles to command enough in return to help out the Bears, not just this year, but next year and the year after that. The Bears and the Beers sounds pretty similar, doesn't it? Same idea. See what I mean? It's all about value. It's all about circumstances. It's all about situation. Nothing changes with that pick because you can draft anybody. It's a total crapshoot. What you are doing, if you're the coach of the Texans, is you're moving up to take a big swing. You're either going to hit a home run or swing and a miss and whiff. You're training up for a 50% chance at changing your franchise for the next 10 to 15 years. That's it. That's all you're doing. And the Bears have the ability now to command so much for that. They have to exploit it to the core, to the point where you're forcing a team like Indianapolis or Houston to give up three or four first-rounders for that pick alone. Or a couple of first-rounders, second-rounder, third-rounder, first-rounder next year for that pick alone. That's exciting. And if you're a Bears fan, you should be overwhelmed with joy and enthusiasm that not only this year, but next year, even the year after, the Bears could be set in the draft already just because of this pick today. What I find really odd is that both these teams have already come out and said they want quarterbacks. This is either going to be the great greatest smokescreen ever seen, or both teams are being damn serious. And I'll tell you what, hard for me to believe it's a smokescreen of both teams' quarterback play was subpar this past season. Colts went through three different quarterbacks. Texans did too. Texans have given up on Davis Mills, who had a really good rookie year, better than Justin Fields' rookie year. And the Colts went through Matt Ryan, who threw too many picks, Nick Foles, who got hurt, and Sam Ellinger, who's a bust. So what now? Both teams want a quarterback. Time for the Bears to make something happen. And I think this is one of the most exciting times to be a Bears fan, probably for the next couple of years, if not generations to come. This is your golden opportunity. 
This is a generational opportunity. We've talked about this before, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the Bears have to use the number one overall pick for it to be a generational opportunity. This could lead to generational wealth. You trade the top pick, you fleece Texas or Houston, you fleece the Colts, all of a sudden you're bringing back a haul in return to the point where you're set up for the next three to five years in the draft. It's very possible. I think we have to remember that this is what it all comes down to. This is what it all goes back to for the Bears and what it all goes back to for teams like Indianapolis and Houston. In my opinion, it was very stupid of both teams to already have reports, and even especially for the Colts and their GM and owner to come out and say we need a quarterback. Arce said last week during a press conference, who's that guy from Alabama? I like him, that young QB from Alabama. Talking about Bryce Young. They are making it painfully obvious what they want to do, and they know where the Bears stand and what the Bears are probably going to be commanding for that top spot. And good for them if they're willing to really trade and help out their fan base. That's nice, but the Bears have to take advantage of this situation. And now there are two credible reports already coming out saying both teams want and need quarterback. Keyboard need. They do. This is exciting. And again, I say this to Ryan Poles. Just don't screw it up, and you're fine. Command a haul in return. You're going to get it because both teams are so needy, and it's going to happen. Telling you, there's so many similarities to the diamond industry. And maybe that's maybe maybe there's a reason why I say the diamond industry, because when you give somebody a diamond, right? You give a girl a diamond ring, propose, she thinks it's the best thing ever. You get married and things go well. Same kind of here. Although it's a 50-50 shot at if you're gonna hit it out of the park or not. But if the draft pick turns out to be good, you trade it up, you, you gave up a lot, you spent a lot of money. But in return, the next 10 to 15 years for your branches are going to be unbelievable. Bryce Young is a generational quarterback talent. That's a fact. I would still not be opposed if the Bears drafted him, but let's say they don't. I don't think they will. Another team will win and hit it big by drafting Bryce Young. 100%. Whether it's Indianapolis or Houston, somebody's going to win big when they draft him. And now that Houston says they want a quarterback, if you're the Colts, you got to be psyched out by that. You can't just trade, you know, with, with, you have to go all the way up to number one now. If Houston has number two, they're going to stay there. You're going to have to compete with Houston to move up from four to one. They're going to try to move up from two to one. There's going to be a bidding war potentially for that top pick. And if you're Ryan Poles, I would sit back, put my feet on my desk, and let them talk all day long until somebody makes the right offer that you could take help out your franchise, the Bears. It's pretty exciting stuff. I just think when it all goes back to value, these statements that are coming out, these reports that have come out within the past 24 hours, greatly increases the value of that pick already, and nothing's happened and nothing's changed. That's why I said it goes back to the diamond industry. Diamonds are a piece of rock. Nothing crazy, nothing nice. It's a rock, mineral, and the earth. But one company monopolized it and marketed it to the point where everybody needs this thing. Everybody needs it. If you don't have it, your wife hates you, right? Well, what about in this case? There are two teams who desperately need a quarterback. 
They're willing to give up everything for it. So what are the Bears going to do? They're going to market the hell out of that first overall pick. Brian Poe's going to be crashing the phones, listening to other offers, and eventually the Bears will make the right deal at the right price and get back everything they need in return. They're going to force a team to give up three months of salary, a.k.a. years of picks, and make sure that they win the trade. The Bears and the Bears, they're the same, and the situation could not be more parallel.